Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. is the problem. You got all the questions. Okay, listen home. to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is roughly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. A major statement on the border. This is a big league statement. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. in your dimly lit room on a Friday, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, hey now, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Less than 10%. Less than 10%. Less than 10%. One of the great ongoing themes of the Armstrong and Getty show is that you will get a wildly distorted view of this country and its people if you take it in through the mainstream media wildly distorted consider this my friends less than 10 percent of congress fools congress people are in favor of impeachment less than 10 percent it's only 17 percent of democrats it's up to 50 in the house now is it okay so we're at about 18 and a half percent 19%. According to MSNBC yesterday, there are now 50 Democrats that say. But that's still a very small percentage overall. Yeah, it could grow, certainly. As more facts come out. Except the Mueller thing already happened. I just think it is a a giant, desperate ratings ploy by the desperate newspapers and the cable channels. You know what's another good number? Hey. 1,036. Number of illegals that came over the border yesterday in one group, largest ever in one group. Wow. Central Americans? 1,036. I imagine that's what it is mostly. So we'll talk more about that later. Looking for fake uh, refugee status, women, children, etc. And another good number for you. So manufactured crisis, Jack. Manufactured crisis. A number go- another good number for you? Eight. That's how many national spelling bee champions we have. Yes. Because at the 20th round... They couldn't get anybody to go out after the 20th round, and the guy just called an audible and said, okay, we've, we've decided we're going to have all AWB champions. Because we're now to the point, and he stood up in his chair, in my, in my mind, he stood up in his chair and said, you all now are so freaking weird. You and your parents are so willing to waste your childhoods, we can't come up with words that you would fail to spell. Right. Because you're all so strange. So congratulations, all eight of you are now the National Spelling Bee Champ 
I'm going home to normal people. <laughs> this, that's what he said. That's beautiful. <laughs> here, here, how it was report is how it was reported on the the uh, execrable, the, the the poopy, the terrible CNN this morning. And this year we have eight champions for the script spelling bee, as nobody missed a word in the last rounds. <laughs> I, I, Ignoring the stupidity of it <laughs> to its core, the been... whole you can pay to get in thing. Oh right, I'd forgotten about Plus that. Plus your point about they're just all right now. People are so strange that these kids are so abused that they're, well, yeah. they're. I, I assume to a certain extent they're abusing themselves, but hey, parents, step in. Make him do something else. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you know, I've been accused of being too cynical about things in my life. What? No doubt about it. But the fact that the mainstream media will just, with a smile on their face, take every story and go forward uncritically all the time is amazing to right. me. Right. It's just automatically a good thing that these kids can spell all these random words nobody's ever heard of. Or automatically a bad thing if it's a Republican or whatever. They just don't know what they're talking about. I even heard somebody say with a smile on their face, because you can hear a smile, Joe. Oh, you can. You can hear a smile on the air. It was probably on NPR. I don't know where I heard it. And Kanishi Wahubi spent 15 hours a day studying for this. Oh, Oh my my goodness. 15 hours a day. That's really dedicated, Jim. And nobody said, that's terrible. That's awful. Uh, do you realize you're talking about 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day? Do you remember when you were 12? It doesn't last long. Get out and enjoy the spring weather. <laughs> Nobody says that. They just take it. This isn't a story for us, Jane. It's a story for Amnesty International. It's a. <laughs> I almost dropped an F bomb. It's a blanking horror. <laughs> But we're reporting it with cheer in our voice because we have no blanking idea of what we're talking about. You know what? The, I, I'm going to hire one of these kids, though, because they got to be better than autocorrect. I'll be typing a text yeah. or something. They'll say, Joe, you mean uh, ducking. <laughs> and then I'll, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jamil, or whatever. I'm just do better in my phone. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. Great. I'm loving the NBA Finals. Loved the first game last night. And I'm thinking that Draymond Green, Game 3, when they come back to uh, the Bay Area, he's going to wrap himself in the American flag as he walks out of the start into the starting yes. lineup. Yes. Make it about us versus foreigners. That's yes. what you got to do. Yes, jingoism. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. We have a, a somewhat of an exciting uh, release at the Theaterplex this weekend. We got uh, your Godzilla King of the Monsters movies. If you like the big monsters movies, wow. there's another one of those out. Is this one any good? Because there have been a couple of uh, Godzilla movies that have been eh. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. You got a giant lizard wreaking havoc on major cities. How can it be meh? But they've made some meh versions yeah. uh, of the, the biggest. How, how have the special effects gotten better, but the Godzilla movies have gotten worse? How did that happen? Maybe I'm thinking of that, that uh, one back in the day, the Matthew Broderick. Uh, yeah, that, there seems to be yeah. an overemphasis on the characters and not enough of giant monsters bashing into each other. Which in is buildings. really, really what yeah. I walk in the door for. Yeah, when yeah. I'm going to see a Godzilla movie, that's that's what I want to see. How about you have a relationship on the way to fighting the giant monster? <laughs> Have uh, a deep chat. <laughs> uh, Rocket Man is out this. This is the the biopic uh, biopic of Elton John. Yes. Uh, I was concerned that this was just going to be another Queen movie that uh, gets panned and maybe gets some some success because it's a feel good music video essentially. But I've heard this is fantastic. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this one. But the biggest film release in my world is on the HBO, the home box office, as the conclusion to the series Deadwood. 
is now being told in a two-hour movie finale. So the, hmm. essentially the series finale is now a two-hour movie. Many years after the show was uh, interrupted and kind of cut short, uh, after its third season, they just kind of left it hanging. And so now all the actors are coming back. They did a big movie, and that's debuting. Uh, it's actually available uh, today. So I right. can't wait to see that. Um, I wonder if anybody could enjoy that if they didn't watch the uh, series. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We are closing out the month of May with an iconic celebrity birthday today. Oh. Go ahead. Make my day. Actor, director, producer Clint Eastwood turns 89. 89, and he and his chair are going out on the town tonight. <laughs> yes. You know, I, uh, I'm going to steal this joke because I thought it was funny. His career spanned from make my day to get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, hey now. Clint's Movie net- tradesman. <laughs> Clint's net worth $380 million. And that's with a number of unfortunate relationships oh, yes. not working out oh, the way yes. he wanted. It's too bad. <laughs> Uh, he's, 89? He's, he has uh, fathered many children out of wedlock, right. hasn't oh, he, yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just not a good idea. Yeah. He's an artist. He's an actual artist, no doubt about it. And is that an excuse in your world? No, but it makes, is it? makes him... To, to, just, to just crank out bastards? Tens... I prefer to use the old-timey word. A lot of artists... Blame the child. <laughs> a lot of artists yeah. are self-obsessed, which seems to come with the whole artist thing. Yeah, true that. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, May 31st, last day of the month, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, the artist and self-obsessed thing, because a lot of your your big pop artists... Are, are very young, very young people. And I find myself thinking, you know, listening to the lyrics and every, everything, why would I have the least bit of interest in what some 23-year-old thinks? You know? <laughs> At this seriously. Point <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got the benefit of having been 23 and, and a child and the rest of it, and quite a few other ages as well. So I think I have a lot of perspective they don't. But then I realized, you know, when you're that age, you feel everything so strongly. Yeah. You know, it just comes pouring out of you in vivid colors. And, you know, that's probably kind of good for art. Mm. You know, the, the middle-aged ambivalence. Yeah, I get these problems, but they'll probably be fine. I've been, I mean, I've been through this ten other times. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah right. She left me, and I'm probably better off, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll meet somebody anyway. else and be just as in love and I gotta, soon, so. And I got to go to work, so. <laughs> yeah, so I think I get it now. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Dig deep down and ask yourself, who do you want to be? Not what, but who, if you believe success will come to you. Look like hell, trust yourself, and all your dreams come true. Okay, what wow, is that? That, uh, that made William Shatner's <laughs> Rocket Man sound like Stairway to Heaven. What was that? Well, first of all, you know who that was. Oh, yeah, I know who it was. <laughs> yeah. it sounded that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. My great sort of single. Yes, that was him <laughs> dropping some rapping bars on, uh, I believe, a, uh, an Austrian artist. Some foreign artist's motivational song called Pump It Up. And, uh, yes. and Arnold himself has a verse on it. That was a little taste. Uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger rapping with some Austrian painter. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Something. It's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Phillips? Well, Trump drops his major border announcement. We've got a new report. North Korea's executed members of its nuke negotiating team. And... Whoa, really? Yes. yes. Wow. Well, they should have done a better job. Wow. <laughs> and the Raptor 
Warriors surprise the Warriors as superfan Drake gets into a dust-up with a Golden State star. Oh, oh wow. wait a minute. It's turned ugly, unfortunately. A, bar- a border skirmish. Yes. Um, and how does the mailbag look? Oh, very nice. You're going to like it. Humor. But you got to wait till after Clips of the Week, which is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Yesterday, not even knowing its stock was going to drop, along with a lot of other stuff because of Trump's threatened Mexico tariff. The price of guacamole may go through the ceiling. Oh, Thank no. Thank God I got into Chipotle under the wire. I do like the guac. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so we'll have that in Marshall's News coming up. The, the, the tariffs, not the Chipotle. Mailbag in just a moment or two, and uh, one of the major features of mailbag, if we get time, will be to convince you you want to move to Sweden. I do. Mm. I may do it today. I don't know. When's the next flight? Stay with us. Right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Joe Biden is a low IQ individual. He probably is. Welcome to Walmart. My name is Bernie. Remarkable 96 year old Pete Dupree, World War II veteran. That's been many months in the making, right there. I am now facing the fight of my life against the ultimate Goliath, the Trump administration. I'm, st- I'm done with you people, I really am. This is pathetic. Sit dangerous situation here. Will he resign? Will he rebut depictions of his report? Will he address his public testimony? Or will he bring charges? Or will he bring sexy back? Or uh... I never thought that would even be possible to be using that word. To me, it's a dirty word. You know who got me elected? I got me elected. has two thumbs and got me elected. This guy. <laughs> Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Ronald Reagan. Government exists to protect us from each other. Where government has gone beyond its limits is in deciding to protect us from ourselves. I would agree wholeheartedly. I would suggest if you're looking for a good ideological litmus test, would be ask people whether they agree or disagree yeah, with no that kidding. notion. Because a, uh, a lot of people, maybe more than half, believe somebody else needs to protect you from yourself. Yep. Uh, here's a uh, note from PB. <clears throat> I noticed that PB is a woman. Uh, guys, uh, one more thing. It's our uh, podcast. It's our daily podcast. It's routinely hilarious, and I look forward to it while unwinding at the end of the day. Do you think it's possible to successfully recommend it to non-AG listeners? Do you not think it takes a certain, how do you say, patina to truly appreciate? I don't know what you mean by that exactly, but 
Um, well, I will tell you this. Prior to the first show we did, there were no A&G fans. And so everybody, all 8 billion people on Earth were not <laughs> A&G fans. And, and you know, a certain number have become that. So, yeah, I think you can absolutely recommend it. Uh, Hanson, once an hour I want to promote that. I'll forget because I'm a moron. Brow beat me. Beat my brow. The One More Thing podcast available wherever podcasts are given away because we're stupid. Here's a note from Lawrence in Hayward, California. After hearing your guest earlier this week revealing the dirty truth about what our phones are doing while we're sleeping, and that is our our, our apps uh, are, are communicating to their motherships a lot, mm. many, many times. I found it especially ironic that iPhone would air a commercial on privacy, well, Apple would, during the NBA Finals. All I could do is laugh at the hypocrisy. K-E-C-W-S-E-T-M-A-S-W. Keep exposing corruption while simultaneously entertaining the masses and staying woke. <laughs> wow. That's Lawrence and Hayward doing our best, brother. It's a long act. Doing our best. So How much won- time do we have, Michael? Who won the basketball game Oh, last the evil night. Canadians. The Raptors. And really? in fairly decisive fashion. Really? Yeah. They dominated Canadians. the fourth quarter. Yeah. Pascal Siakam. That's the name to remember. Right, right. They have strange names, strange ways, customs. We couldn't get used to the air and the weird tasting water. And right. Well, and the uh, the vending, the vendors walk up and down the aisles selling seal blubber and uh, walrus milk. Hmm. That's what the people drink there. It's fermented walrus milk, and they get all liquored up, and the rappers attack our players. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's it's a little like going to Afghanistan. One of those kicking a calf head around games or whatever they do. <laughs> A fun wrinkle that I did not realize until yesterday. Um, so Drake, Toronto Raptors super fan, had a uh, little sweatband over one of his arms. And people are like, oh, why does he have that? He normally doesn't wear that. Well, apparently he's got Kevin Durant and Steph Curry's jerseys tattooed on his arm. What a weird thing to get tattooed on your and arm. And now he's covering them because, because his team is playing. Yes, yes. he's a, He is a devoted Raptors fan, but he is also a notorious uh, bandwagon jumper. You mm. will see him often repping the clothes of whatever the favorite of various national championships. Well, he's a notorious idiot if he's getting basketball players' jerseys tattooed yes. upon him. Wow. Yeah. Well, a little <laughs> bonus mailbag down the road. We choose to. Chose to chat instead. Wow, what's that incredibly meaningful tattoo? This was the number that player had for two seasons while they were in that town. No. Tattooed on my arm. Right, so I got it inked into my skin. She's Marshall's News and the Mexican Tariff next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. There's so much news. Let's get it today with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is expected to announce what he is calling a very dramatic plan for the border today. In addition to that, the Trump administration said it's putting a 5% tariff on goods coming in from Mexico in response to the number of illegals crossing into the U.S. Now, the tariff is effective June 10th. The president says the percentage will then continue to increase until the illegal immigration problem is remedied. Now, is this in a reaction to that giant group that came across yesterday, or is that just a coincidence? I think that's probably a coincidence. 1,036 in the biggest single group that's ever come across the border. That is astounding. But it's a manufactured crisis. Just remember that. Now, the sanctions are set to go up to 10% on July 1st, and then they'll go up 5% each month after. So by October, they'll be... Cinco percento. Hmm. (laughs) 
By October, they'll be at 25% where they will remain until Mexico moves to stem the flow of illegals. So does the president, well, I'll read up on it, but does he want them to stop them at their southern border? The Central Americans? Is that his main demand or what? I don't know, because it's difficult to keep people in a country once they get in without coming off a little like uh, North Korea. Mexican President Obrador responded in a public letter saying that, quote, social problems are not solved with duties or coercive measures. He said he was sending his foreign relations secretary to Washington today to try to negotiate a solution to the problem. Social problems are solved by having the least happy people in your country sneak into another country so you don't have to answer to them. And then send bunches of money to my country. Another matter, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday night on Jimmy Kimmel Live that President Trump actually wants to be impeached because he believes the Republican-controlled Senate would bail him out. And there is a school of thought that says if the Senate acquits you, why bring charges against him in the private sector when he's no longer president? That was on Jimmy Kimmel? Yep. Yep. Is that what they not what they used to do on these sorts of talk shows? <laughs> no. The Speaker of the House discussing the strategy for impeaching the president. Yes. They're woke, man. They're woke. The Republicans. She's trying to like very slowly explain yeah. to people. Look, I know we're not going to accomplish anything with this. And my guess is, and a lot of people's guesses would actually hurt us. So what are you all talking about? Yes, Mike Pompeo. Secretary of State in Germany today, where during a press conference he was asked about reports that North Korea has executed several members of its nuclear negotiating team, including its special envoy to the United States, on spying charges. We've seen the reporting to which you're referring. We're doing our best to uh, check it out. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to that. Now, so, wow. Wow. So, so that's not just tabloid foolishness. The State Department is looking into it. Wow. South Korean newspapers reporting Kim Jong-un has engineered a uh, sweeping purge of the country's top nuclear negotiators after the breakdown of his second summit meeting with President Trump. But he didn't just fire them or replace them or demote them. Right. He executed them. Right. Wow. I think we need a similar practice with our agent. Let's call Eric and explain the new way to him. (laughs) Wow. Hey, boss, I'll do my best for you, but look. Trump's kind of a hard ass. I don't want to hear your excuses. <laughs> so I think specifically he had the the special envoy was shot and his interpreter was sent to a gulag. So okay. just for the being interpreter, the, yeah, for just being in the room, I guess, and not. I, I don't know what he expects the interpreter to do. Interpret better. But there is a footnote they're putting out now that we need to note. Both South Korean media and the government in Seoul have a history of reporting scoops about the inner workings of North Korea that turn out to be wrong. So they're saying, well, this happened. Well, maybe it didn't happen. But anyway, the back mm. and forth in the State Department's looking into it. So didn't uh, didn't machine gun anybody, feed them to dogs, or shoot them with anti-aircraft weapons? Didn't do that. May have. As far as we know. May have. Turns out eight spellers, count them, eight spellers were better than the dictionary. They were better eight. than... Eight. A-T-E. Eight. Correct. <laughs> they were better than anything the Scripps National Spelling Bee could throw at them. And in the weirdest ending in the 94-year history of the competition, the B ended in an eight-way tie. Well, it's a f- they will forever be...
be remembered as the Elite Eight. No, they won't. No, it's they won't be remembered as that tomorrow yet. It's Jack Hole. It's It's officially over, right? Yes. The whole thing is officially over now that half over half the people buy their way into the competition, and there are so many weirdos that learn how to spell all the words. You, you got eight people, you can't even get them to get out. Right. I blame so. the parents. So many abusive parents. You know, I'm not going to target the children with epithets like you have, uh, but this is the last time this debacle will ever be discussed on our air. <laughs> Let's uh, uh, seriously. I, I hereby, utilizing my powers as co-host, yes. ban the idiot spelling bee from any further mention but, after this year's wrap-up. But how do you explain all the positive media coverage where nobody critically looks at this and says, why, why is this 10-year-old know how to spell all these words? Yeah. What, what, what are we doing here? How come nobody says that? Well, it began as a charming little contest where kids brought their spelling abilities, and you figured out, wow, this kid's really, really good Learning at spelling. Learning to spell words you actually will come across. Right, and now it's become a bizarre ritual and exercise in excess and child abuse. But the, the smiling, empty-headed news anchors and anchorettes continue to... To, to just to crow about it as if it's the most wonderful thing ever. It's bizarre, hypocritical, idiotic, and now soaked with cash. Okay. That no more. I just saw the Today Show is going to have the... It's become a lapacoid. <laughs> <laughs> the Today Show is going to have the uh, all the champions on and discuss oh, it. that's so charming. That's I got, great. i got to record that because I'm sure Eight there'll be some you. empty-headed, oh stupidly God. positive coverage of what that. What do you think of there being eight champions? Isn't that amazing? No, it's awful. It is awful. Thank God that's not one of my kids. The, Jeez. The Toronto Raptors. Top the two-time defending champion Golden State Warriors 118 to 109 last night, taking the opening game of the NBA Finals. And immediately after the game, Warriors Draymond Green exchanged words with the Raptors superfan Drake, who was sitting courtside. Now, it wasn't clear exactly what was said, but it ended with Drake shaking his head and appearing to yell trash at Green and teammate Stephen Curry, who helped usher Green away from the rapper. Now, during his no, post, don't, don't, don't get you're making hooked. it seem like they almost fought. Like they, <laughs> I think Draymond said, "Vanilla Ice is better than you." <laughs> don't get hooked by Drake. Do not argue with Drake. No, the, he's. This is all fun, yeah. good-natured basketball trash talking. Yeah. There was there was no imminent threats or danger or fists being cocked or right. anything. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Thank you, Sean, for de-escalating the breathless tabloid media coverage of Marshall. And he, mm. he said, he, I think he said trash or nice try, right. uh, something along those lines. During and, his post-game press conference, Green was asked about the so-called scuffle. You got a question about basketball? It wasn't really a scuffle because I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me or I didn't push him or he didn't push me. We talked. We boxed a little bit, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a scuffle. Not really what I personally would consider a scuffle. <laughs> Everybody loves Draymond. Um, <laughs> that was a thoroughly reasonable answer. Oh, boy. So that's going to grow through the series. Yeah. You know that's going to grow. And I don't know. In my opinion, the, old, the the best reason to become rich and successful is to become a Drake at your favorite oh, basketball if team. if I had like, that kind of money, yeah. I'd be in the front row of my favorite team all the I'm time. barking at everybody. Oh, it'd be <laughs> awesome. They would know my name. They would notice when I had a cold. <laughs> they would know me. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> 
Man, my dream would be uh, get that that super seat uh, season ticket for a baseball game where you are like just inside, just closer to the plate than your home team dugout. Right. So you can see the manager there on the top step and, hey, Bruce, I happen to be a Giants fan. Hey, uh, Bruce, uh, I pinch hit here. <laughs> but hit and run? Think hit and run here? Put the hit and run on, Bruce. <laughs> Yank him. He ain't got his stuff today. Yank yep. him. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Pitcher's coming off the field. Hey, you throw it over the plate. They call it strikes. <laughs> Nonstop. Right? For three hours. Right. You know why I'm doing this? Because I'm rich. <laughs> I got a good seat. I ran out of things to do with my time. <laughs> now I'm here. Berating you. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we got to catch up on uh, all of them. You're going to move to Sweden. Seriously, we'll, we'll all move together. We'll join a commune. We got a great note from a, a beloved friend of Armstrong and Getty in Sweden. And uh, details on the biggest group of uh, illegals to ever cross our border in one chunk. Uh, stay tuned for that on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Two important texts worth mentioning. One person set their iPhone calendar alert to remind them what Joe said about the spelling bee for next year. Thank you. That uh, Joe said that we will not talk about the spelling bee next year. You are hired as an honorary producer. We also got this text. North Korea does not give trophies to everyone. That <laughs> is very true. <laughs> well crafted, my friend. You failed at the negotiations off with your head. Oh, boy. Holy crap. Barbaric. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Over a thousand migrants showed up to the border at the same time. Got the details on that for you. Um... This is something. 1,036 migrants across the border illegally. Largest border patrols ever encountered in one group. Here's how it's changed. You, you, you keep hearing that things have changed at the borders with uh, with families and larger groups showing up. The Border Patrol has found 180 groups this year of more than 100 people. No, th- that's since October. So wow. In that span of time. Over 180 groups with more than 100 people compared to 13 um, all of the last year. So that's a major change in the way that this is being approached that's from the astounding. other side. Astounding. Yeah, and this particular group of 1,036, 934 people in families, 63 unaccompanied children, 39 single adults. The majority were from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Yeah, let me let, let's let's pause there. 934 family units, or at least two people claiming to be in the family, and 63 kids. Or teenagers who are just on their own. I mean, that's logistically speaking, that's a nightmare. Because you can't hold them. And the majority from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, which I assume is why Trump is cracking down on Mexico and saying, look, you're letting these people come through your southern border, travel clear through your country, and cross our border. You got to stop it. They're not going to let them stay in Mexico. Mexico can control its border. They 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 won't let people stay there. Mm-hmm. You got to get right, right. 
But yeah. if we decide we're not going to let them in, then then Mexico will uh, will stop people from coming into their country. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious problem. Well, and the border patrol people are just screaming, "We need people. We need money. We need facilities. We're we're detaining an astounding number of people and or just letting them go," which sends the message that all you have to do is cross the border, say, "I'm a refugee." We turn you loose. The rest of it. They're, you know, on the one hand, the left gets crazy when some uh, youngster dies of the flu, which is absolutely tragic. On the other hand, there's absolutely no talk about helping ICE out. All you get is moronic calls to have them uh, disbanded. Man, one of my favorite musicians tweeted the other day. Uh, what are they? It's not was disband. It Drake? No, it was not Drake. What? It's not disband ICE. Abolish ICE. Melt. <laughs> Stop it. Melt would be a good one. That would be a good one, but stop it nonetheless. Yeah, abolish ice. Oh, for God's sake. So it's just a change in tactic from the other side, and you got to recognize as a country, and both parties need to recognize it's been a change. So groups of over 100, there were roughly a dozen last year. In May alone, there have been uh, 46 of these groups of more than 100 in this month alone. Last year, there were a dozen groups of 100 more. This month alone, there are 46. So it's completely a change of tactic. We have a broken system, which you have to remember, and we're chasing a great guest on this. Hanson, it's the one I gave you the other day. This guy was in law enforcement for years fighting the cartels, and he understands exactly how they function as businesses and and how they've made the transition from drugs alone to drugs and kidnappings to drugs and kidnappings and to a huge extent human trafficking of various sorts, including uh, you know migrants from Central America. Uh, but you have to understand, my friends, you think of these cartels as well. They're they're just uh, they're dirty, stupid drug dealing brutes. Well, no, they're some of the best business minds in the Western Hemisphere. They happen to have turned their lives to crime, but they're very, very good at what they do, and they can read the freaking newspapers. Well, listen to some of these numbers. So, this group yesterday, largest group ever, a thousand thirty-six. But since October first, there have been forty-eight groups of more than two hundred people, ten groups of over three hundred. Two groups of over 400. The Border Patrol arrested a group of 430 just on Monday of this week. And there's another <laughs> 1,063 yesterday. 1,036 yesterday. 36, right. Um, yeah, so it's a completely different thing than we used to have. Yikes, and we're just uh, completely unable to adapt to it. Our and if anybody system, tries, they're called a racist. Our political system is not capable of dealing with the change. Well, is it a real crisis? Uh, you know, we, we discussed this quite at length a, a few months ago. Folks, the president has manufactured one heck of a political crisis for himself. Donald Trump is manufacturing a national security crisis. You will hear them message. say mm-hmm. is that this is a manufactured crisis. It's not a national security crisis. From Nancy Pelosi down to Debbie Wasserman Schultz or anybody else who will give him a dime for this project. Because so there's it's nothing manufactured. It's a manufactured crisis for the president to get a political win. We have a president who will go on TV tonight and lie and lie and lie some more. This is a manufactured crisis. You know, you can make arguments all day long about stuff Trump's wrong about where you've got a point to make. Not on this one. No. No. The 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 left and all of the mainstream media is just wrong on this one, or was wrong. And, and are just completely in the bag for Democrat talking points, um, at least on this subject. Well, on most subjects. So uh, Mike and San Jose were huge in the hoe. Shout out to the hoe. Uh, Mike says uh, the other day, uh, well, it doesn't matter why. 
In the 80s, I did some work at a nuclear power plant in Varberg, Sweden. The coffee vending machines had a choice for a delicious regional drink. Uh, I think uh, Blobersopa. Blobersopa. Oh, boy, I like the Blobersopa. Is how you pronounce it, roughly. On a hot day or a cold night or whatever it's it's for. It's literally blueberry soup. Anyway, it tasted just like liquid blueberry pie and became my go-to drink while on the job. The cafeteria at the nuke plant also served beer. The hotel breakfast buffet had smoked reindeer. But wait, there's more. How does the world's fattest country, us, not have blueberry soup in our vending machines? Oh, please, liquid. You could just grab a can of liquefied pie. I was working the night shift. There were only a couple hours at dusk dawn since it was summer. So uh, way up north there, they literally have a couple hours of night, maybe, um, during the summertime. So I had some time to walk around the cobblestone streets of the quaint town. Something I was not expecting is seeing numerous, what looked to me as secretaries, office workers, spending their lunchtime sunning themselves topless on park benches. I know. So you've got liquefied blueberry pie and half-naked secretaries. Where is this town? When's the next flight? <laughs> And a little smoked reindeer when you're craving some protein. Wow, Mike, thanks for the note. Y'all have the uh, Blitzen medium? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to drink uh, some of that blueberry pie stuff. Liquefied blueberry pie. Oh, man. How about an apple pie drink? The other day in SpongeBob, Patrick was drinking liquid uh, bacon. It's a similar sort of thing. (laughs) Liquefied blueberry pie. Wow, I would, I would, I would drink that all day long. Get hot and thirsty, sweaty, mowing the lawn, <sighs> drink some blueberry pie. <laughs> oh man, that sounds good. As long as we're uh, hitting the emails, uh, Dirk the German, always entertaining, writes. Uh, Your discussion about the spelling bee made me wonder what it would be like if my phone autocorrect were the sponsor. Please spell anatomatopia. Anatomatopia. O n i o n. Anatomatopia. It's pretty good, Dirk. Pretty good. But this is the last time we will ever mention that God-accursed event, the phony, phony spelling bee. I'm looking forward to the Today Show where they're going to have the eight champions on, and I want because they're going to be the smiles on their face and just talk about how wonderful it is that these fawning over the kids. Children gave up their one childhood that they get to learn how to spell all these words <laughs> to become the one eighth champion of an idiotic fixed contest. <laughs> I gotta believe the kids wanted the rounds to keep going on until they picked a champion. Probably so. Everybody was sick of it, though. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.